this was unexpected. This is an emergency sit down with Ryan and I to quickly discuss what in the world just happened in the group me. I mean, this is some top tier content that honestly probably didn't even need us, but this is our job. So this is what we do. This is our job. I mean, this is literally an emergency podcast. <laughs> as emergency as it gets in my lifetime. First, I'm here for anyone who needs to talk about the trauma that we all just witnessed uh, with Evan trying to murder Ben. That was. I'll definitely never be the same. Yeah. If anyone needs to talk, I'm here. If you want to come on the podcast to talk about it, we are here. But we just witnessed attempted murder. <laughs> I'm convinced. Well, honestly, let's first get into the infraction versus the non infraction. Yes. Yes. I guess what was ruled was Ball should not have dropped the Ravens D. He had other players to drop and protect. But I guess that wasn't caught by Ben. Not really blaming Ben. It's obviously a weird situation. But having said that, Robin Beer did not go through the protocols I needed to go through to make sure that was a player that they could have picked up. The Ravens are a top defense. They should have assumed there's a reason they're on waiver wires. You know, if you saw Tyree Kill there, you wouldn't be like, okay, someone dropped Tyree Kill. Like, they obviously were doing their thing where it's like, oh, my God, let's overreact immediately and pick them up. Let's not even think about what we're doing. Like, none of our actions should have reactions, and people never get upset at us for no reason, which is not the case because – you're constantly the people bending the rules and creating the issues when everyone else is on the other side of something. It's usually you that are the problem. But fines were rescinded, fines were doled out and rescinded, and we're back to square one. Shout out Ben rescinding those fines. That was big, but Robin Beer at the same time, I have zero, zero sympathy for the argument of, oh, it's not in the constitution, so we shouldn't get fined for it. You know, look, if, I, if it happened to me, I'm falling on that sword every day of the week, whether or not it makes sense, but it's Rona season. So nothing, nothing is, is the same. And, and things do just happen out of nowhere, but Oh my, I mean, this has been, things are kind of quieted down now, unfortunately. I mean, I think everyone had to kind of just take a step back when Evan said, Benny boy, you got 60% on a pie voting night. Hugh fucking foster Sims saved your ass sunglasses face. I mean, <laughs> these are the words of a 14-year-old girl. Oh, and and now I think we might be having a class action against Evan for these remarks, but Sam is pushing for Ball to be fine. So we're having some friendships really coming to come into jeopardy tonight. I mean, everyone's at each other's necks and Fishbine's not even involved. It's really an all-time night for this. Yeah. It really is. Shout out Danny. Shout out Danny. I mean, imagine if Danny was in there trolling and just getting this, the fire even going more. I mean, things could have gotten explosive. We could have heard chirps far worse than the ones we did here. So who knows if that's for good or for bad. That's not for me to say. The last thing I will say is I don't want to hear any more of this Evan and Matt playing the victim thing. There is a reason you're the victim. The, the reason is you are constantly the ones that we need to adapt the rules for. You are constantly the ones that people are questioning. It's not for no reason. There are reasons, and we will delve into those reasons in this episode. You will hear. Oh. You will hear why no one trusts you, and it is very clear. It is very, very clear, and it is on you to gain our trust back. It is not on us to start trusting you again. You can be a trendsetter, but you can't say that we're coming at you when there are red flags. There are, there are some obvious, obvious red flags that nobody else has been involved in. So I think that speaks for itself. And honestly, I'm ready to get into it. I'm, I'm beyond ready. And I cannot wait for this. I can't wait for this episode to come out. I cannot wait. Please, boys, please, I implore every single person, please comment in the group, mate. Please. We need this to get going because tonight could be the... <laughs> I don't even know how to phrase this. This is like the spark of what could be an explosion tomorrow. We need some contributions, boys. And on that note, it is the Sacco of Seasons Past episode. Let's get into it.
All right, here we go. 12 weeks down, one more week of regular season action. We have really made it, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the podcast has come a long way. The season has come a long way. It's it's really crazy to be here December 1st. Uh, you know, we've got a, a game on Wednesday that obviously we're recording before, but still got no complaints. 12 weeks down, about to enter the playoffs. I think everyone's feeling pretty good about that. I had no idea it was December this morning. I found out <laughs> like the middle of the day. I had no idea. Well, let's get going. Let's start with some shout-outs. First shout-out, Q's football. Really okay. bad shout-out. <laughs> I'm assuming everyone saw this. If not, we lost to NC State by seven by spiking the ball on fourth down as time expired. Like, if you guys haven't seen this video, I watched it for the first time this morning. So many parts to it. First of all, quarterback looks like an absolute hick, county. Does not look like he should be uh, a quarterback for Q's, but that's nothing new. Second of all, not a single person on the team had any sense of urgency at all. Like the wide receivers were literally walking back to the line of scrimmage. O-line was not set up. QB having no idea what's going on. Literally, <laughs> That was outrageous. Looks like an equipment manager out there. Then he spikes it and is like oh, confused about what was happening. And the best part, if you watch it on ESPN – you hear a townie in the background literally go, holy shit. So big shout out to Q's football, but also a shout out Q's basketball because we just snuck out a win against Brian. Which, which is not a great way to start the season, no. sneaking out. Joe that. Girard is terrible. Joe Girard yeah. is horrible. Yeah. Big win for Q's, big loss for Q's. Second shout out, Drunk Henry. Absolutely epic content in the group me this past weekend. He and I, you know, we don't talk that much. Henry and I, and that's fine, but I definitely do miss seeing that type of, uh, not just content, but just knowing that that's his vibe. And he was just messaging in the group me like, do I look sober? He had drunk Chipotle, said he was getting drunk Starbs. I've actually never had a drunk coffee. So that's an interesting move. I definitely respect it. I know many people, I'm sure you've probably had many of drunk coffees. I have. In case anyone was wondering, in that picture he sent with all the food, there I did a, I did some counting. So there were 11 Charleston Chews, six Airheads, five single Sour Patch Kids, five Laffy Taffies, two Burger Candies, one loaf of round bread, what I think is a homemade Rice Krispie treat, a cannoli, an eclair, I think a brownie, so we'd love some confirmation, and a box of cinnamon sugar Pop-Tarts. So absolutely, on top of the Chipotle and, and Starbucks. And right there shows you why Henry does not have the ESPN Fantasy app right there. That's all the information you needed to know. Third shout out, country boy tight ends. Tight end, historically, who are some of the best ever? Obviously Gronk, but before that, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates. There's there's a list, but the white boy tight end is a staple in NFL history. Dallas Clark, you got TJ Hawkinson currently, and I'd like to introduce you to Dawson Knox of the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Caught his first touchdown of the season this Sunday. And I, when they said first touchdown, I just thought it was going to say first touchdown like of his career, obviously. Who the fuck is Dawson Knox? So the fact that this man has scored a touchdown in the NFL before, mind-blowing to me. But Dawson Knox, country boy tight ends, officially back. Uh, or shout-out, I should say. We're not part of my take, excuse me. Uh, huge shout-out. Huge shout out to steroids. Very very nice. Very nice to have a PED scandal. I feel like we really haven't had many this season. Uh, And a massive shout out to my guy, Will Fuller. It sucks I'm not going to have him anymore. But a shout out for Will Fuller for pretty much admitting it like a boss on Instagram. Literally just saying, yeah, I took these. Didn't know what it was. See you in 21. Yeah, he he scored 40 against me in two leagues last week. And uh, I'm pretty upset about it. So I will be protesting those points moving forward. I hope that there will be an appeal. And uh, last shout out, the Sacco race. I think I'm officially out of it. I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to jinx myself here, but. It's I nearly have, impossible for you to be in at this It's point. going to be nearly impossible. I have uh, a lot more points than Hugh. Um, and I did some numbers. If I score like 80 points this week you know, which hopefully I'm, I'm looking to score more. We'll get into the previews <laughs> later. I would still be up by a bit, you know, if he has an okay week. So at the very worst, I'm going to have the same record as him. I think I should be all right. 
and I think I'm doing well. A very sneaky, yeah. very sneaky. Jake Reardon is back in the Sacco race. Oh yeah. Well, we'll a, we should. Why don't we just let's just yeah. get to it right now? Standings update. We'll start at the bottom because we're already talking about it. The Sacco situation has gotten pretty heated. Um, I would say she was still your favorite to be the Sacco at like minus two fifty. Um, he could potentially win and still be the Sacco. Uh, he everything that happens now depends on Rubenstein more than Hugh. If Hugh wins. And Rubenstein loses, then Rubenstein's the Sacco. If Hugh wins and Rubenstein wins and Reardon wins, Hugh is the Sacco. If Hugh and Rubenstein win and Reardon loses, then it's going to come down to point differential. Going into this week, there's about a 20 point point differential between the two teams. So Hugh and, Hugh, Hugh and Reardon. Hugh and Reardon. So if Hugh can outscore Reardon by 20 plus next week, give or take, we'll see what happens, um, of course, on the Wednesday game and Reardon loses and Hugh wins, then Reardon can still be the Sacco if Ben also wins because Ben has more points for than both of them. So it's a three-horse race. I would say Hugh's your favorite. It's very likely he'll be the Sacco. Godwin now on bye next week. Um, but it would be a crazy twist if out of nowhere Reardon and Lapidot are sitting in Denny's for 24 hours. And I'm playing Jake Reardon. You are playing Jake Reardon. Absolutely huge. And I appreciate you saying I wasn't one of those three horses in the race. You're not in the race anymore. I think I'm good. Yeah. Unless you score like 20 points next week, I think it's almost impossible for you to be the Sacco. Yeah. Um, Big big shakeup at the top too. Big shakeup. Let's move, let's move back to the top here. Big shakeup at the top. We've got a new team in first place. We love young hoes. They're now nine and three equivalent. Good for them. Good for them. them. Although I will say this is the third week this year. They've won with fewer than hundred points scored. That's crazy. kind of that's kind of crazy, but honestly, this is how we've seen champions in this league before. Greer had a season like that. Henry and Jesse had a season like that when they won this league. So a similar place that they've been in before. And Ball, who was in first place for most of the season until now, has not been scoring a lot. So you know, it comes back to the same old argument that we've been having forever: points for versus record. Um, of course, Ball will be nine and three equal with We Love Young Hoes, um, just less fewer points for. Then you got. Mark and I at eight and four and Greer at eight and four. Uh, we just have a few more points for than Greer. Not a few, a lot. So uh, we're in third, Greer's in four. So depending on what happens this weekend, you could see me, we love young or we love young hoes or ball or Greer at the number one seed at the end of the, of the week. So there's a lot to play for. You get some money for being the regular season champion. So there should be some good matchups there. Uh, and then the middle of the pack, I mean, the middle of the pack is crazy. We've got four teams at six and six. Fishbine, Tyler and Joey, Conti, Evan and Matt. Evan and Matt, probably unlikely that they'll make the playoffs unless a lot of things go their way because of the points for situation. Uh, it's looking a lot more like Fishbine will be able to cement a spot with a win. Tyler will be able to cement a spot with a win. Again, assuming that Tyler and Joey win this week. We're assuming Tyler and Joey have won this week with five or six points from the Steelers Which is defense. A big assumption. Big assumption. And I need, Steelers, I need yes, them. You do need them. Steelers defense going up against the Ravens without Lamar Jackson, likely without their two best running backs. You have to assume the number one defense in fantasy is going to get more than six points. So we're going to assume that on the podcast, but there's a lot to play for at every single place. All you need to do is a ticket to the playoffs and it gives you a chance at that $50,000 everyone's chasing. No, but seriously, the league is uh, getting exciting. And uh, I don't know. It's I've never seen this much to play for in the last week. So it should be awesome. Yeah, it is crazy that at the – I think it's crazier what's going on at the bottom, objectively. I know I'm in it, but I think if I was, you know, if I was in, like, Joey or Tyler or Fishbine shoes where I was just right in the middle of it, I would still think that the Sacco part of this is crazier because out of nowhere now, they're truly – and I'm even just putting myself in the conversation just because I still am, you know, ranked down there. There are four teams that are in the conversation now, which is crazy. It's coming to It know. is crazy. Totally crazy. Um, all right. We've updated the standings. Uh, we're going to do another recap rundown under hundred seconds. I will get you the recaps of this week. Again, assuming, assuming, assuming. The Steelers defense gets six points. That is an assumption we're making. All right. Count me down, Kenny. Five, four, three, 
two, one. To start, we're recording on a Tuesday, assuming what happens in Wednesday's games. I know I've already said it. Just want to make that clear. Young host put up under 100 again. Get the victory. Robin Pierre contending for an all-time low score. Right now, they have 52. They need more than four from Justin Tucker to secure that they don't have the worst score ever. After a few great weeks, they're looking less and less like a playoff team. Big Ben Rubenstein with a massive win over Grit, evening his record with Hewitt, giving him the upper hand going into the sack of week. His running backs combined for nearly 80 points, putting Greer straight in the dirt. Despite his complaints, a massive win for Fishbein. Ball was riddled by COVID and he didn't stand a chance, but happy to finally see his horrible team take a loss. Somehow they still put up like 120 every week. I don't know how that works. This one we're guessing on, but we believe Tyler and Joey are going to get the win. And it's a win that they very much needed, keeping them in the playoff race. And if not, this would be a brutal loss for, for them to Reardon. And when they do win, Reardon will be right back in that Sacco race. Set the tone. Conti set it. And he came out with a win that puts him right back in the playoff hunt. A guy who needed another win. Two wins in a row on the bounce. And now Hugh needs a win. Hugh took the L against Conti. Rubenstein is going to be firing on all cylinders next week. Let's see what Hugh can come up with. And lastly, the podcast bowl. Kenny came out firing with Will Fuller and Hawkinson, combining for 50 on Thanksgiving. We take the L. Some bad lineup choices completely hurt us. But Will Fuller is a cheating piece of shit, and we lost even though we scored 145 points. So what are you going to do? Another week to play, ready to get to the playoffs, ready to get amped up, ready to see who the Sacco is, and ready for this next segment. That was epic. I'm just excited. We've got a very, 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 very special episode here. We're going to have a few people come into the podcast who are no longer in the league, but once cemented their names in history, some in infamy. Still have. Still have. Still have. Um, we were missing one fella who, quote unquote, had a date tonight. Um, but one of his teammates is here, and uh, another friend of ours is here. We'll let them into the room right now so you can hear from themselves. Yeah, we need cameras, boys. We need mics. What's good, sunshine? <laughs> What's up, Willie? How you doing? Good. How are you, my friend? I'm good. That's a good. nice. That's a nice headboard you're on. Yeah, so. beautiful little headboard. It's a really nice headboard. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't. I How we really doing, boys? <laughs> What's good, Wilk? How we doing? We're great. We're great. I'm happy to be here. Honored to join. We're honored <laughs> to have both of you on here. We uh, we've been looking forward to this episode for I would Probably say eleven weeks. Yeah, yeah, I would say the entire season. Honestly, no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I asked Kenny today, hey, what's your best episode? I'm like, I'm really curious, like, what your best one was until this episode. I think last week's. Yeah, no, last yeah, week's I, was pretty great. I, I listened to, uh, like, five minutes of it. I didn't have time, but I like, I get the gist. I will, uh, I, I listened to your uh, quick rundown on the games. Kudos. Good job on that. <laughs> Thank you. Love that. Um, How did you get a link to the podcast just out of curiosity? Kenny sent it to you? Yeah, yeah. The Sunshine, I would have also sent it to you, but you didn't ask. Well, I want to say, while we have three Giants fans here and one Eagles fan, (laughs) I am. I'm sorry, I'm wearing my Super Bowl championship sweatshirt. I know you have a couple of them, though. But yeah, what's good? uh, (laughs) We're going to be getting. uh, We're going to be the only people that are going to be able to see this. But are we going to be able to uh, get a chop? Oh yeah, yeah. I just took one before we hopped on. We can we I'll, I can do a quick one in like twenty minutes when we're uh, okay yeah, when we're really rolling when we're really rolling. Well, we're missing we're missing Zach. Uh, yeah, that would been cool. A lot of sunshine, um, <laughs> you know. Unfortunately, but I believe their team name was Team Sun Monison. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that objectively could have been such a better name, Mana Sunshine. Anyway, <laughs> Mana Sunshine might be better. We're just yeah. monoshine. 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 Let's just let's just put it out there. Zach didn't make any personnel moves or set any lineups. It was all this guy, Brandon Sunshine. Yeah. yeah. I don't think anyone is gonna be surprised to hear that. <laughs> well, well, we're definitely we definitely we want to dive into some we want to dive into some topics. We have we have questions and then also just a lot of you know, whatever comes to mind and whatnot. And then we'll, you know, we can even tell you guys a little bit about what's going on. The league is is crazy. Is it? It's is really, really crazy. It's, it's, uh, it's gotten very competitive. Yeah. It's, we can go through the – we can let you guys in on, in on some of the standings of it. But I think the best place to start, and just a, a good question mm-hmm. for both of you guys here, what makes a Sacco? 
Uh, what makes the sack? I'll start first, Brandon. Uh, what makes the sacko is one lack. One, you're gonna have a bad draft to start off. That's you're just not gonna be locked in. You're gonna take a big name that's not gonna perform or get injured, and you're not gonna log on enough to for the waiver wire and care enough to pick up. You know, you're gonna be bad. You're gonna have the best chance at the replacement players on the waiver wire and yes you're too lazy to log on and don't pick them up right Um, sunshine did you have a similar experience where that was the the fault well i want to say that in a in a keeper league i think a sacco could be could be different because a lot rides on those keepers so like I, i do remember that we went from like most overall points team a second place team to the Sacco team in a year based on our, our keepers not like panning out. So I think, I think keepers are a big, uh, a big part of it in that kind of league too. I mean, that's definitely a portion of it, but would you got, how would you, how would you guys put together what your records ended up being to how you actually handled your teams? Um, well, I'll tell you to this day, I'm in another fantasy league with my Toltis is in the league with our high school friends. And I actually, you know, I've, I'm, I had one win going into the week. I played Toltis this week. I actually had Joe Mixon traded him and got Antonio uh, Gibson. And uh, he had his best game of the year. And I actually, in this lineup, I have JK Dobbins who isn't playing or probably not playing. And I had another roster spot that just wasn't filled. But I, but I am getting my second win of the year against Toltis, which is nice. Your second win of the year? Yeah. So, like I said, I'm not <laughs> – I am i don't really – I still do the same traits. This didn't affect anything in my other leagues. I. It's just so – What you're I, saying is you're just basically throwing money down the drain by joining fantasy football leagues and then uh, not yeah. paying attention. But I would <laughs> – I should say I'm a part owner of a team uh, with my dad and brother, which is like nine and two or something like that. So that's right. Cool. So when you have the teammates, well, this brings me to a question I had for you. When you have mm-hmm. the teammates to help you kind of stay focused, mm-hmm. um, like you were planning to do this team with Drew G, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did do a little. With so him. what happened there? Did he end up leaving the team because he didn't do a pie or yeah yeah he just did a fantasy he didn't want you know he didn't want to intrude at that point like it's it was an a pie so do you feel that if you had that teammate you would have had more success in this league um well how did i do the year before how did i do last year i kind of you did better although i'm looking at the standings from the season you were the sacco and uh, this is actually pretty all right can we can we talk about one thing can we talk about one thing Beer absolutely bamboozling me with Julio Jones. He is such a herb for that. It is. <laughs> Can you remind us of the situation, the Julio Jones situation? We're going to be revisiting a lot of topics too. Yeah. So yeah. whatever you guys want to talk about, you just throw yeah, just it out. Throw right. it out. Um, I mean, just like you know, you know, beer. You know, he would he would advise me, uh, you know, to set my lineup, check my team. You know, he wanted me to, you know, he was just being Evan to me, and. Uh, and he's like, I trusted him, whatever. And he's like, oh, let's do this trade. AJ Green, Julio Jones. And I'm like, all right, sure, Evan. Like, I, th- I think it's going to be a good one. I think it'll be okay. But then, like, li- literally, like, a couple, like, an hour or two after, I see on Twitter, AJ Green hurts his foot or some bullshit like that. And, turf, no, 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 no. It wasn't, it didn't go down like that, obviously. Uh, it went down, like, I saw he had turf toe, but. He had already been injured, right? When you yeah, traded for him. Yeah, and he Beer just, traded you an injured AJ Green for Julio yeah. Jones because he knew that you trusted him. Yes. So I I you know that pissed me off. And I, I don't get pissed off often in fantasy. I couldn't <laughs> care less, but that, that was annoying for sure. Um yeah. on the topic of Evan and you and trust. Yeah. I think we need to hear from you from the word of mouth, from the source. What exactly happened when Evan set your lineup? What exactly happened? Was it, is the story that you had no service and you don't have the app and there's nothing you could do? Is that the story or was there more to it? 
cracking up right now. <laughs> because honestly, I don't trust the fucking word Evan ever says. And, you know, Robinson's a close second on that. So I need to hear it from your side. I mean, I don't want to say the word con- collusion because it wasn't per se. Call out that C word. <laughs> However, he would advise me sometimes maybe a line was crossed ethically not morally <laughs> i'll put it i'll leave it at that no no i need more detail what line oh, was what exactly <laughs> transpired on that day yeah because in my in my opinion in my opinion <laughs> i think it was blown out of proportion but we need to really hear all right. And exactly. to be clear, I'm on the complete other side of Kenny. I think it is not blown out of proportion. There is no world in which anyone else in the league should be allowed to set your lineup. If you don't set your lineup, that's on you. Too bad. You had seven days to do it. So right. what happened? Facts. Well, Facts, well. well if, we're, if we're talking over a year and a half and Evan's still in the lineup and everyone thinks they know knows what, ha- what happened, I don't think it's going to make a difference. Like, you know, maybe Evan... No, I just want some cl- clarity well, Yeah, yeah. No, I, like, I... Ch- you know, I tried to hint at it before, you know, maybe Evan would put in someone, may, you know, maybe I wouldn't, I'd have someone on a bye week and he'd throw someone in there, there for me. So he was doing this wait, more wait. often than that one week? Wait, going well. in your lineup? <laughs> well, <laughs> oh my God. Well, yeah. you are imploding on yourself right now and you're not even in the league. I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You know what? You're telling me more than once Evan would go into your team and take a bye week player out and put someone else in. No, 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 not more than once. We just—he was an advisor. He advised me. Uh, uh, is there someone okay, else in the story, league that yes. you were in? The story, <laughs> advising you. The story is. <laughs> that, yeah. Hold on, Will. This is what we need to. This is what we need to figure out here. This is what the story is according to the league, according to people who don't think it's a big deal, according to people who do think it's a big deal. You were on vacation, had or yeah, I think you were on vacation, had no service, but you had enough service. You hit up Evan to set your lineup for you. So, yes, yes. So tell us, tell us exactly what happened when you had reached out to him. On top of what now sounds like, Evan was doing a lot more advising no, no. of sorts later on as well. I mean, it's... you're also well. You are free. You yeah, can well, only... you have no penalties. Here. Yeah, you're not going to you be back only... in the league at any you point. Don't only... feel that this is going to hurt your chances. Yeah, but you, you know, be truthful. If I know, but and I, I want to say just like you know, you guys are laughing, like you know, you're laughing, laughing about it. But it wasn't like it's not, it's not as bad as you like think it would actually be. Um, so what? Okay. So, so what just, exactly happened? He, I'm, I'm sure he would. It's no, no, no. I don't, I don't know what I'm sure Will, he would do. Say what happened. We'll say what happened on your end, and then we'll we'll get right. Evan's input later. What, what, what was? Day. All right, I, I'll bring this up. I remember, I remember Evan was annoying me, and I was like, I texted you, Will. I was like, beers, like, I was like, beer, beers, beers, doing all this, this, this. Like, I was like blowing it out of proportion, like, but like. You know, he would do this in like other leagues for me too, um, and like he, I think the general, cons- how I remember it, he would like check my leagues for me. Then like, but he would never do our league. Then I guess one week, you know, he fucking helped me out. Hold but on, I'm I, looking at it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're. Oh, you're. Here's what Will, Will texted me on November 11th, 2018. <laughs> I'm actually going to kill beer, LMAO. think I'm going to turn him in, actually set my lineup this week. I said, ha-ha, what did he do? He said, like, he started Phillip Rivers. And I said, did he really? Because if he did, then he's getting tossed. And he said, he def picked up Des Bryant for me, too. <laughs> I, like, I said, oh, well, you need to tell the group. And he said, I'm going to text Rubenstein. He has my password because he ran my shitty-ass fantasy basketball team when I didn't care for it. Didn't ask him to impose on it after he fucked me on trades. Uh, he just, just asked for a traffic, told him I'm going to bring him help. I'm just going to leave it at that. I, I think that's, I think that's enough con- content. That's pretty good content. Well, pretty, Will, not for nothing. Truthful. You gotta, you gotta also, from our point of view here, 
everything we we hear on this, you know, we just throw it out to the group, and then the group me just goes wild. So as oh, much detail as you guys can possibly give, that is ideal. I mean, those texts to Will, like, I can't Sorry. say I see a lie there. Okay. I'll just say that and leave it okay. at that. Well, let's let's move on to to Sun Monison. What exactly happened with you guys? Because I took your team over because you guys got booted. So, Sunshine, what exactly happened? And this is the first time I'm really going to be – I've heard it before, but from one of you guys, this is the first time I'm really going to be hearing it. The way that it goes is we came in last in the league, and we were the SACO team. So, the year before that, uh, I believe it was Wilk was the SACO, right, while he's here, and there was no punishment. And, and then this year, the new year, there was a punishment of wearing, what was it, a Dora or a Tinkerbell backpack? Tinkerbell, yeah, a Tinkerbell backpack. So me and my associate, Zach, were unified in not wearing the backpack. I think we had uh, different reasons for doing so. I think he was absolutely opposed to wearing the backpack. I was not opposed to wearing the backpack. Just being the good Jew that I am, I didn't, I didn't want to spend the money. I didn't want to buy the backpack. <laughs> so, I, so I think uh, we had our, our different reasons, but I think we were unified in, in that. But, uh, yeah. So you guys were both – you guys were both thrown out of the league because you didn't do the punishment. You, as I'm talking about Sunshine and Monison is one person and Will. You guys were all tossed because you didn't do the punishments. Correct, yes. yeah. Sunshine and Monison, from my recollection, basically within a month or two weeks of the season ending, both declared there was no chance they were going to wear the backpack and were basically immediately booted from the group me uh, with no appeal process. They basically both said there's no chance for wearing it. Fuck that. And it was like a, a unanimous vote to kick them. So what are your guys, what are your guys thoughts on punishments now? Um, I think I mean, I can't really speak for Zach. I think, I think like uh, really consistency because even the punishment itself was so, I feel like it was like a last minute kind of thing where it was kind of, it was kind of tacked in. Whereas like the first season, the first official season, we couldn't even agree on a, on a Zacho punishment, you know? We couldn't, well, because my even... recollection is everyone wanted to do like getting a tattoo and like, I mean, that's just not realistic. Like, no, I'm not getting still... a tattoo for fantasy football, but I'm yeah, not obviously, no one's getting out of the league because I'm not going to get a tattoo. Like that's stupid. Yeah, I mean, even even thinking back, like wearing like a Tinkerbell backpack isn't even like not even like it's a, pretty easy. That, yeah, it's pretty easy. It's not even like that funny or bad. It's like it's really it's ridiculous. You know, it's not like like I, I would have worn it if it was. I would like, say such if it was presented to me. What I would say you slept on the league. What do you mean? Like you know, you were just like you know, I'm not doing this wearing a backpack like who cares about the league like you slept on it well i would have worn the backpack if it was like presented to me i wasn't gonna go buy the backpack i was like what's the point of that well wasn't there a backpack didn't tyler still have it yeah so i believe what the situation was is that we had one backpack and you had to buy another one on amazon and it was like 12 dollars or something like yeah. that well no, no one even alerted no one even alerted me like hey here's the backpack i think i i think if you go back i think i did said wear the backpack but i'm not paying for it <laughs> <laughs> so basically, so. you value twelve dollars more than being in the fantasy football league, which is fine. Everyone's I mean, I mean the, the twelve dollars—it's like it's like an eighth of a buy-in almost, you know? Yeah, it's good Judaism. <laughs> well, how did you? How did you and Zach end up as co-owners? He he came to me. I was in the league, and he came to me that he wanted to invest in me, be like a hands-off owner, and take the investment. And I thought about it. I'm like. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. So was Zach involved in the day-to-day -day at all? Did you have to text no, him before no. you made moves or anything? No, he was he was he's a silent partner. He he was an investor. He's uh an angel investor putting up the money and just writing my picks. Which we you know, one 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 out of two years were good. It was a, a really good year and a really bad year. I mean we overall. Have, we have Wilk ripping a mole, ladies. Yeah, and Wilk's <laughs> Wilk's fully taking a mook right now, and that is one fucking yeah. thick looking mook. Yeah. Oh God! Oh God! Into uh, the <laughs> yep. yep, yep. And then, 
Oh yeah, that was nice. So Sunshine, are you in other fantasy football leagues these days? Do you miss being in this league? What's the, what's your update fantasy wise? Yeah, I'm I'm in I'm in a home league, but I never I never paid that much attention to fantasy. I just like feel like I never have time for it, and I don't like. I always kind of and I kind of agree with Wilk in the sense that I always end up just not like paying attention after certain points because it becomes so like you know you put in like what a hundred dollars being the season, and then it goes like like. 14, 15 weeks, whatever. And then it's like, you know, so it's always, it's always too much for me to follow at this point. How's your online poker going? Poker is tight. Poker is good. You know, tell us so, about it a little. I'm, I'm definitely very interested. I try and follow, see what you're doing, but I don't really understand quite exactly what the situation is. Yeah. It's been a crazy year. I mean, honestly, as just a gambling person, as I guess we all are these days for all these degens, I mean, I kind of just found poker and I started playing couple of years ago and I just kept playing got really good at the game and I got to the point where I just made like over a hundred thousand dollars and was ready to quit my job and just play poker full-time so I in uh in February so that's what you're doing right now you quit your job and you're playing poker full-time yeah I'm playing poker full-time just fuck it why not I'm young uh and in February I won a tournament I came in seventh in a big tournament it was a six hundred and thirty dollar buy-in with a $1 million prize pool. And the top prize was like $140,000 or something. I ended up coming in seventh place. I played to like five, six in the morning. And I finished like $29,500. A couple of weeks later, I came in like second, actually, I think it was first for another $30,000. And then I just had another like 17, 18,000, not like a month after. So from there, I just kept like grinding poker. Wolk was in my one of my OG clubs actually. Yeah. Wolk was in the one where I I plugged you in there. Yeah, he, he got me in that club where I uh, started to rock people. All that money. <laughs> I think I made ten thousand in the in the summer of like <laughs> twenty nineteen just playing. Uh, and then uh. And I was I was with you one weekend. I was with him one weekend, and I swear all this man would do is talk poker, and <laughs> I just listen. And I'd like go play poker and I'd win like when I never win. Like this this guy knows what he's doing. So Sunshine, how much poker are you playing now? Like what, what's it like? You play a tournament once a week, once a month, but I just don't know what it's like, that lifestyle. So okay, so right now I'm I'm actually not playing tournaments as much. The tournaments are kind of like a parlay, where there's tournaments and cash games. Tournaments are basically there's a thousand people in it or more, and you're trying to get the big prize up top. You know, it's uh much more risky, you know, it's like a, it's like a big parlay. You need a lot to go your way to get to win the parlay. You need a lot of things to go your way. Whereas I'm playing more cash games, which is just like, you know, I'll be playing like five, 10 blinds. So like $5, $10 with like a thousand dollars in front of me. So I'll be playing like four games at a time of that. So there'll be like a thousand in each game. You playing and, that online? Is that online poker? Yeah. Actually, uh, Monison and Chandler run a poker club and I, I play a lot in that club too course they do yeah of course i mean well yeah uh, they can attest to uh the amount of crushing i actually almost got booted from that club because people were complaining i was winning too much so he's called a shark yeah what's that game what's that movie called with uh rounders it's rounders rounders Rounders. i'm literally picturing you in rounders right now with who's in that fucking matt damon and who's the other guy it's uh ed norton thank you Exactly. I'm, I'm like Matt Damon. I'm, I'm Mike McDermott. That's the I name of the character. Yeah, Ed Norton's a wild card a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he's a scumbag. And, and are you living? Are you living with your brother right now in the city? Yeah, I am. And you guys each have a cat. Well, yeah, we have two. We, we split them. <laughs> <laughs> How's Alex doing? He's good. I mean, right now we're at my dad's house. He's downstairs. Uh, he's out making deals and shit. He has his own like social media like empire now trying to run <laughs> he just has like a million of these like instagram girls like his influencers and just man i mean he's kind of like a pimp <laughs> two sunshine men are money makers huh <laughs> yeah looking well, this is a this is a question for both you guys just as a whole what would you guys have done differently looking back on the league you know whether it's something philosophical if you guys remember, you know, certain draft I think, picks. Uh, I think my draft really killed me. 
if Will pulls that up, he'll probably say. I mean, Wilk, you had – I was going to wait to bring this up, but you brought up a point about the draft itself because you drafted Marshawn in the second. In 20 oh, – yeah, yeah, yeah. I just reached for a running back. Uh, but it's funny because Rubenstein is looking like the Ruben Sacco this year. Oh, it's stop a, it's it. A big, <laughs> it's a big – it's a uh, multiple teams down low. It there are three be, teams you know, going into the yeah. last week that could be the Sacco. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's exciting. Ruben drafted David Johnson in the first this year, and he got scorched for it. That so it's is, similar to your situation. That is uh, it's bad. It's very <laughs> bad. <laughs> Wilk, I'm looking at this draft from 2018. Um Julio yeah, Jones was your keeper in the first round, so that's fine. Uh-huh. Then you took Marshawn in the second. Juju in the third, which is actually a great pick. Great uh, pick. I, I believe you kept him the next year in that third round. Yeah. Then you had two fourth rounders. You took Carlos Hyde and Alshon Jeffrey. Then you Alshon took – Alshon Jeffrey, bad year. Bad year. Then Ty Montgomery, who had a bad year. Then C.J. Anderson, who had a bad year. Then Jordy Nelson, who had a bad year. Then you kept Jimmy Graham in the eighth round, who stinks. That year, yeah. he stunk. Then ninth round, you had Carson Wentz as a keeper, and then from there down, I mean, yeah, it's ugly. it's a it's it was a Sacco team, and uh, it was a Sacco team. And if you see Beer's Instagram from that night, the hashtag is Sacco Wilt. So, kudos to Beer for calling that one. Yeah, on his way to colluding your Sacco ship <laughs> into mm. euphoria. Do you guys think strategy or luck? is more important than fantasy? Uh, I'd say both. Uh, well, if it's one or – I'd say strategy, depth. I think that's the key to a non-sacro team. Yeah, it's the same thing as poker, though. It's strategy is what matters, but, like, the longer you have to play a lot of seasons, you know, it's like you play, if you play – if you have a league that runs for 50, 100 years, you know, we're still in the early age of the fantasy football. It's only been going for 20 years, you know. I mean, it's really over time how often you're winning. Like, if you've played now for 20 years, like, even if you're good, good at strategy, you can't win every year. You could, like, everyone knows the, how much injuries can destroy your team. You know, you got, you could get a player and he got injured, you're high and you're done. So, like, there's a lot of luck that goes into it. And in the short term, I think every season anything could happen. But over the long term, I think if you're good, you know, you'll, you'll win some, you'll win a couple times, uh, consistently good teams, like, you'll know. That's a good point, actually. I've never really thought about that. Like, over the length of time, if you're good at fantasy football, if you're in a league for 10 years, a good player will win at least once, if not twice. But you can't look at one mm-hmm. season and be like, oh, that person went six and seven, they suck at fantasy football. Because, you know, if you're in a normal league, like in my home league, not a keeper league, I had the first overall pick. I took McCaffrey. I got fucked. Like, mm-hmm. he played yeah. two games all season. There's not much I could have done. My team actually was plenty good. But, like, you know, if I had not drafted a good team, but I had McCaffrey, I would have been – Amazing because McCaffrey's stack good. Uh, yes, cur- curious to uh, who took Zeke. Oh, oh, there's been a lot of Zeke drama. <laughs> I took Zeke. I took Zeke first. You overall. trade him. You trade I him. I traded him <laughs> for. I traded Zeke and, and a fourth rounder and a fourth for Saquon, Mike Evans, Jarek <laughs> McKinnon, and a third. So and got, I have top-rated. So it's been house. House. It's worked out for me so far, and I think the two third-round picks next draft are low-key huge for me. Huge. Wow, this guy really gave up the house for Zeke. Or... <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tyler and Joey. It was the week after Saquon uh, tore his ACL. They traded Saquon, Mike Evans, McKinnon, and a third-rounder third for Zeke and a fourth-rounder. Wow, really really bought high been, on a it's Zeke. It's been working out. It's been yeah. working out. Honest to God, if I was, if I, I think if we went back and looked at it, I would say it's played out basically even, and you got the better draft pick. So yeah, one hundred percent. Last question. This is my last question for you guys. Well, I don't know if you have any other, but you know, you guys can take take your time if you want to think about this. This is a this is a big question here. Who would you kick out of the league to get your spot back, and why? I, I think it's a one hundred percent for me if I know who I kick out. It's got to be Evan Beer. He's going going on other people's accounts and dropping players. That that's like a like okay. Honestly, if I if I wore the backpack, like backpack, it's like it's really not that funny, or whatever. But like he's going on Will's account and adding and dropping players. I think that's a one hundred percent like get him out. You know, like 
that he would, he would be my, my choice for that. Let's just say pot has been stirred after this interview. <laughs> oh, Wilk. Yeah. By the way, I love that. Wilk texted me before saying, yeah, like I'm looking forward to our interview. <laughs> well, first of all, <laughs> it was a good sign. <laughs> it's gar- it's garbage. The year after I leave, we start doing a cool podcast. Like, wow. Like, like, Really should have ran that half marathon, but uh, you know, we <laughs> Honestly, well, before you answer the question, I do want to get a little bit more into the half marathon. What truly happened? You said you had signed up. You didn't run it. You said you signed up. You didn't run it. Like, did you ever sign up? Were you ever going? No, no. Yeah. I, so I, I did sign up, but like, I just like, I just like, wasn't working out. Just like, just wasn't working out. I was like, fuck, like, I'm a, one thing about me, I'm a procrastinator, um, with fantasy football, with other shit, with running a half marathon. So I wasn't training. I delayed the training and just like, I, I was just like, fuck it. What am I going to do? And I was just like, uh, but you know what? I, I have been working out a little more recently, so maybe it continues i'll run a half marathon we'll see what happens i gotta say that was a really i was never a fan of that punishment because for so first you have to pay to to run it like I, if i'm paying <laughs> to run 13 and a half miles like I, you know to be I, clear to be clear he never had to run an official half marathon he could have done it anywhere he wanted and that was made very clear he did not have to run an official half marathon he could have yes. done it in his own yard Yes. Run 13.3 miles. You could have done it on a treadmill. We said you could do it on a treadmill and re- go live for Instagram the whole time. There were a lot of options. You could have walked it. You, you yes. decided You decided at the end of the day, walking it was not worth your time to stay in the league. That's what you decided. Uh, well, I, I didn't want to go to the marathon and just walk and like, I don't know. I, I overthought it probably. Okay. And, yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, that's yeah. a shitty fucking thing to have to do. Trust me. Yeah. I would definitely think twice about walking a 13.3 miles. Like and like at that point, like, at that point, I delayed it so much. I was just like, all right, I'll like just try and do something official and just like didn't work out. So who would you kick out of the league to get your spot back? Um, I'd say easily uh, the beer and Robinson combo. Uh, just <laughs> because, you know, beer, if he got out of the league for me to join back in, that would be phenomenal i'll just throw robinson since they're teammates and he was i remember he was kind of being a dick about the half marathon but probably because he ran one so he's like oh if you if i can do one he can do one but that's the only reason yeah i get that um last thing to wrap it up uh do you guys know what the punishment is this year uh no well, hold on, hold on. Or what's the deal with uh, the lemonade stand? So the lemonade stand's been put on hold, obviously due to COVID restrictions. Uh-huh. We had some issues because the idea was to do it in the summer in Central Park, but that has not been able to be uh, yeah. um, executed. But we hope to see it done soon. I think if we get to the new year and it's not looking good, I think we might vote on giving them a different punishment or whatever it might be because yeah. there has to be something. Um, this year's oh, punishment yeah. is you have to spend – 24 hours in either a Denny's or an IHOP and eat. you can either spend 24 hours or eat 24 pancakes, whichever one you finish first is when you get to leave. Um, so what are your thoughts on that as a punishment? Is that something you guys would have done to stay in the league or how would you have handled it if that was your punishment? Um, you're saying eating a 24 eating 24 pancakes at a Denny's that's a punishment. Yeah, either you either eat 24 pancakes and leave when you finish or you spend 24 hours there eating as many pancakes as you want or eat whatever you want and leave. Oh, well, I think I think me and Wilk are both, both tough individuals. We would have kind of enjoyed that anyway. I mean, I think that's what we would have done anyway. Well, sunshine is enough. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say I, <laughs> I, that's, a, that's a tough sack. I'll just say I'd at least try to attempt it. Yeah. It's a popular has, one. Has Sacco been executed yet? Like, has it's someone a, actually a done a Sacco one. yet? It has never it's been nice. executed. Nobody has it's ever never... executed the Sacco in this league. <laughs> well, boys, any last words, any words of advice for this next year's Sacco or anything you'd like to uh, let the league know while you have their attention? You know what? Uh, I think we got it all covered. Uh, feel free to hit me up. Come uh, come to Philly if you want. Have a little weekend. There's really not much to do. I'll hopefully <laughs> be making a New York appearance. Maybe get some bondless brunch. You know, what the fuck else is there to do? 
<laughs> Sunshine, yeah. anything? Yeah, I think what I said, I guess that was my, my last my last thought is maybe having a Sacco reserve. And uh and I'll just say if I do run a if I run a half marathon, I want an official vote back to join Hughes team, which is my team. That's gonna be tough. <laughs> I'll say this if you run a half marathon, I think there could be talks to expand to a, a 14 team league. I think well, yeah, we that's could, the thing. The we can have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. You want to prove your worth to this league? Make it happen. All That's right, guy. <laughs> well, boys, right. thank you very much for joining. Thank you for your time. We'll definitely send you the link when we get the podcast out there. It was a pleasure to have you, and uh, great to see both of y'all. Thank you, boys. Thanks for having us. Talk soon. Well, let's do it. We've talked to our sackos. We uh, we've learned a lot of information. A lot of maybe info. we didn't want to know. Maybe some we did want to know. Evan, to unwrap. Evan. We'll put this in the in the uh, like description of the episode, but this group me is going to explode this week. We there were are some told, questions that need to be answered. There I are mean, some questions. We were told that Evan was helping him multiple times. Evan put in multiple because I will say I remember multiple situations where it was like Sunday morning and Wilk had two by players in and a guy who was injured in, and then right before kickoff, somehow his lineup was set. Really? Yeah. Evan. It sounds like this Evan thing is like a consistent thing that was happening. I, I'm going to go ahead and say Robinson had no idea what was even going on. I don't even want to involve Robinson in this. Yes, I agree. I think there needs to be some serious investigating into what was going on because, as I've said, I don't think it was blown out of proportion. If you're setting somebody else's lineup in the league, that is wrong. That is wrong no matter what the situation is. There has to be somebody else they could text that is not in the league who has the ESPN fantasy app that they know. Uh, Evan, first of all, shouldn't be having Wilkes password. Like, no. That, no, like, no, that's not a thing. Like, no, I, nobody has my passwords to anything, let alone my fucking fantasy app of somebody who's in the league. That is silly. That is silly. Yeah, I think we're going to have to get a little bit of a uh, – I would really like to have Evan and Wilk on at the same time. I think in the off season we could certainly open up yeah. a court case and yeah. a little appeal, yeah. some opening statements, a little dig up a little bit of evidence and see what's going on. And because Wilk wasn't, he wasn't really getting too in depth with any of it. No, just, he was scapering around the edges of the situation. Yeah. <sighs> I'm excited. I'm really excited to see what happens in this group. Should be outrageous. Well. We look ahead to week 13, the last week of the regular season. There is lots to play for. Lots to play for. Uh, this first matchup, big for both teams. We love Young Hoes and Chevy Chase Thunder. We love Young Hoes are playing to be that first overall seed. They're playing to get that little bit of moolah you get for being the regular season winner. And they're playing to get a bye. That's a lot to play for. Uh, Chevy Chase Thunder obviously just need to win. A win guarantees that they're not the Sacco. And so that's what they'll be looking for this week. I think it should be a good matchup. Both teams, honestly, not really playing that well. Uh, Rubenstein seems to be playing well as of late, but Jesse and Henry have been getting a little bit of lucky. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, the scheduling of the NFL has been all screwed up. Who knows when these games will be played? I'm sure we won't see Derek Carr in a starting quarterback again for Henry and Jesse this year. But this matchup should be exciting to follow. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. I mean, or not. It could just be an absolute shit show. But for sure. Ben needs needs his points for more than ever this week. Yeah. Need. Every, every point is important. I was saying to Mark, even when we were down 78 to you going into Sunday Night Football, I said, it, it, we need every point we can get tonight because at the end of the day, there could be four teams with the same record at the top of the standings and four teams with the same record at the bottom of the standings. And points four is going to decide the Sacco and the regular season champion. So, Every single point matters in this league this season. It is just that close. Rubenstein um, have some have some lineup decisions too to make some serious ones because his team looks like trash right now. I know. Although he's got Cooks now, he's kind of the number one guy in Houston, which is a little bit different. Yeah, but against what he was expecting. Tough. Yeah, against Indy, he's got tough wide receiver matchups. Beasley against San Francisco is tough too. Um, and then obviously Jimmy Graham's trashola. So there's obviously a lot of questions on on Rubenstein's side, and you know we love Young Hoes. Without Young Hoku, this team is not good. I'm not. I'm not gonna even joke with you. Young Hoku has literally carried this team. I'm being dead serious. 21 points this week. 
in a game where they scored, what, 95 or whatever. I mean, he literally has been carrying them. It's unbelievable. I feel like we should just leave it there. For sure. Next <laughs> matchup. Not a team. Next matchup. Both these guys also have something to play for. I think there's something to play for in every game this week, which is rare for the last week of the regular season. Grit at eight and three. Snooks. I'm sorry. Grit at eight and four. Snooks at six and six. Grit looking to get a win to get a bye. The Snooks need a win to get to the playoffs. Russell Wilson has been lackluster at best uh, last few weeks and playing against a pretty stout Giants defense. Giants defense does not get a lot of credit, but they've been good all season. Even when the Giants were at their worst, the Giants defense have been good all season. Bradbury's been the best cornerback in the league. And then, you know, you got a lot of favorable matchups for Greer. Herbert's against New England. Their defense has been soft. Kamara against Atlanta, soft defense. Michael Thomas against Atlanta, soft defense. Justin Jefferson against Jacksonville, soft defense. I mean, we're looking at a lot of easy matchups for Greer. He'll expect to win this game and roll into the playoffs and try to get that by. I think this could be a really high-scoring match, and uh, I'm excited for this one, too. I don't know. This Sunday's going to be crazy. Yeah, this is. I think this could be the game of the week, too. I'm hoping to see some chirping in the group me go back and forth, but uh, <laughs> Greer doesn't fall for the Philly jinx. No. And I don't Here's see a- it. I don't see Fishbein coming out his throat. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> we will see what happens. Next, Kenny, is you. You against Jake Reardon. And, again, assuming the six points for the Steelers' defense tomorrow night. Jake Reardon absolutely needs a win this week. You don't need one quite as badly, but I'm sure you'd love to play the spoiler here. Absolutely. This is going to be by far my most stressful week. And it's crazy because the last – I'd say maybe five weeks. I was literally on a four-game losing streak up until this week. Three of those games came down to Monday night football with the Buccaneers. Got fucked. So to now come into a position where it looks like I won't be Sacco, God willing, pray, knock on wood. But now Brady's not playing. Evan's not playing. Mike Davis not playing. My kicker's not playing. So I'm going to have Baker Mayfield starting for me. Uh, I have some real lineup decisions I'm going to have to think about. I think Sterling Shepard's going to be getting a look, which I'm actually – I'm hoping, you know, Jamal Adams just doesn't swallow him alive, but I think he can actually have a good game against Seattle. I'm feeling good about this matchup. I mean, don't get me wrong. There, He has players that can just, like, go off, as everybody does on every team, but he's been pretty – they've been pretty bad. So I'm just They've hoping that, yeah, I'm hoping that this low key, the Baker Kareem stack, you know, if I get one receiving touchdown, that is going to be huge. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. I'm feeling confident moving into it though, but I do have to say it's really nice that some of the stress has been taken off me. I could still be Sacco. It would take a lot, but it would take a crazy amount. Of yeah. Money. Yeah. But I'm but not, obviously I'm not, it's fantasy yeah. sports, man. It's fantasy no. sports. We've seen crazier. We've seen we've seen stack corrections on a Friday. We've seen crazier things. Um, the next matchup is another huge one. Los Alcoholics nine and three, no longer in first place for the first time since week six. That's a yeah. long time. Five weeks in a row he was reigning first place. Now he's dropped to second. Obviously not high in the points for, so he'll be looking for a huge week and set the tone. Conti needs 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 a win, and honestly. I hope Conti doesn't make the playoffs because his team is scary. I am scared of Conti's team. I would not want to play him. He has some absolutely dangerous players. I mean, he's got Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, and DJ Moore. I've talked about this every week. Those three guys, I don't think there's a better wide receiver core in this league. And then Aaron Jones. So he's got guys, all a bunch of guys who can put up 40 any given week. Honestly, I know I shouldn't be rooting for Ball to win this game, but I, I'm just scared of Conti's team way more than I am of Ball's team. And if Dan wins. If Dan wins, he he could get in out if of Tyler and Joey or Fishbine lose, uh, or if he gets more points for than one of them because he's also in that race in the points for section. Those three teams are very much interchangeable. They have very similar points for situations and the same record. So they're literally going to be scrapping for every point they can get. I mean, I got to say, it would be great to have a Shuckers Anonymous versus Septitone. And Duke Johnson is the reason. <laughs> I can't, I can't handle it. the stress, man. I can't <laughs> handle the stress of that. I will say, though, it would be great if Fishbein and Evan and Matt both missed the playoffs. So I think we can all root yes. for that. That would be great. Uh, the next one, 
doesn't get bigger than this for Sims and Sims. I mean, I was speaking with you last night, and he was um, he was bummed. He really does not want to be the Sacco in the first year in this league. He, I mean, anyone who knows Hugh, everyone in this league knows him very well. Uh, that's not something that's going to sit well with him. He's going to be thinking about that a lot. Uh, and to be going up against Tyler and Joey, as uh, Fishbine likes to call it, a perjure bowl, this, this should be a, an absolute smackdown. And I hope it gets lively in the group me, especially Live. with Joey just coming out of nowhere with those weird-ass comments that don't make any sense, really, at any point. So this one should, should, should just be hilarious. I don't even want to look at the lineups because, you know, Hughes' team has so many problems that it'll take a stroke of luck. But all he needs is a little bit of luck. All he needs. Yeah, I'm hoping he doesn't Belichick it. I would love to get some content in the group, man. Yeah, I don't know. He's nervous, man. He's very, very nervous. He didn't realize Godwin was going to be on a bye this week, so he's a little bit nervous about that. Yeah, that's huge. That's absolutely. Uh, the last matchup, Robin Beer against uh, Mark and I. Uh, if you remember from week two, this was the week Mark and I had Gusecki on our bench with 30 points and lost because of it. Um, hoping to redeem ourselves here. We've got a few buy issues as well for Net, Rojo, and Curtis Samuel all on a buy. First time Debo Samuel will be in the lineup since week seven, only the second time all year for us, which is exciting because we really were excited when we drafted him. But Dave Montgomery coming off his biggest week of the season. Rodgers just has been absolutely electric. And Robin Beer's been struggling. So we're hoping if we get a win, we think we can get a buy potentially with some help, could be the number one seed and win some money because we have a lot of points for most points for in the league. So I don't know, man. It just sucks to have the most points for and not at least get a buy. So we're really hoping to get a buy. Yeah. I mean, that stinks. I'm not going to lie. I have zero sympathy for you, but <laughs> I get that. I get that, bro. I get it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, to wrap up this sack of week and to wrap up our last episode before we know the playoff standings, let's do some GM, some Sacco, and some breakout players for our big week. What do you got? I'm giving myself GM of the week. This was I, I wasn't going to, but honestly, going through all these matchups, they were they were kind of shit shows here and there as well. And teams that you know, Rubenstein put up a monster week when he needed to, so so kudos to him as well. But it looks like I took myself out of Sacco position, so I'm going to give it to myself. The Sacco has to be Robin Beer. This was the epitome of a podcast curse. This was a despicable showing by them against a team that also had a despicable showing. So if you're going to lose a game like that, you have nothing, nothing to show for it, uh, except for that they are just the colluders, um, as Wilk also would say. Uh, breakout player of the week, I don't think you're going to – well, I know you're not going to like this, but I'm going to give it to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I feel like he hasn't really been exciting at all since week one. Going up against the Broncos, it's they've had a weird season themselves. And something tells me that Clyde probably literally plays fantasy football. So he knows it's going to be a big week going into the playoffs. So I'm going to expect a big game from him. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, I'll start with Sacco all the week. Give it to Mark and I. I mean, we scored the second most uh, points in the league this week. Third most points in the league this week. Sorry, 146. But we made some questionable decisions. We overthought it. We were going back and forth. We just didn't do the right things, and we lost with Tyreek Hill putting up 58. That's bad. You can't lose when your wide receiver puts up 58 points. That's I've never seen that number before, personally, in a fantasy no. sport. Uh, I've never seen 40 points in a quarter. It's brutal. It's brutal. Um, they said, uh, did you hear what they said on uh, Jim Nance? He was like, if you have Tyreek Hill in your fantasy lineup, it's over. Yeah. Unfortunately, the week was over before Tyreek Hill stood on the field, which really hurt. Um, but you know what? We'll bounce back. I'd rather have this loss now than have it in two weeks in the playoffs. So we'll bounce back. We're going to be in the playoffs. We're hoping to get a bye, but we'll be there. And uh, we're excited to compete because it's the first year we've really had a good enough team to compete. GM of the week, I will give to Rubenstein because honestly, the last few weeks, he's, he's made a big stand. He's gotten himself to a position where he doesn't even necessarily have to win this week to not be Sacco. So you can't ask for much more from where he was a few weeks ago. And for all the shit he's got in this season, for him to not be the Sacco would be a crazy turnaround. So good for you, Ben. And, uh, and you know, we all, we all appreciate what you do as commissioner. So yes, we, we can nice, at least say that. That's a really nice way to end the episode. 
I will just say my breakout player will be Michael Pittman Jr. this week. I swear I was going to – that epic, epic, epic. I, was <laughs> I think he's, he's poised for a week, big week against Houston after Indianapolis struggled this past week. He's been an exciting rookie to watch the last few weeks since he came back from a very scary injury. I don't know if everyone knows about it, but he had a very weird infection in his calf after week two. Um, but I'm excited to watch him. He's been cool to watch. And I'm excited for the last week of the regular season. Next week we'll be in the playoffs. We will be in the playoffs next week. I'm very, very excited. This is crazy. This is really, really crazy. Let's get the group me activity up. Let's get everyone going. Like, Come on, boys. We really need that. We need to. We all live through each other right now. So we let's got get four a- more weeks, boys. Let's keep the group me active before there's not much to talk about. Let's enjoy the last few weeks. Let's hope for an, an exciting playoffs because this season has been as good as it's gotten. And, yeah. you know, it'll just be fun. It'll just be fun if this playoffs just gets wild. I'd love to see. Wow. What an episode. What a week. All right, bro. I'll see you soon. I'll talk to you. Peace. Peace.